Advisory for this? Clicking furiously on my mouse. Eat the paella. All right, everybody, let's get swifty. That was cool. That was fun, guys. Yeah. <laughs> now we come here, right at the start, to an extremely important principle, which is. The different points of view you get when you change your level of magnification. Now, which level of magnification is the right one? Well, obviously, they're all correct. They're just different points of view. Welcome to Men of Low Moral Fiber, where we're all dead pixels in the forgotten golden gate of all worlds everywhere. I'm your cumulonimbus clown, Ben Helms, and with me, as always, is my great white shark host of a brother, Jason Helms. How are you doing today, sir? How am I? I'm good, and therefore that means you must be good, and everything's good, man. How long have I been here? <laughs> what it is, what it is. Sometimes I get tired of the night, and it's about that time that <laughs> it becomes day once again. <laughs> no, we're not high. We just finished playing, uh, we finished playing everything, didn't we? Everything. You everything. wanted us to play something? We, we could not be stopped, so we played everything. We thought we'd run out of things to play. We finally <laughs> played everything. <laughs> yes, gonna get old. I apologize for all the puns. This is bad. Uh, but yeah, so we're mixing things up a bit. Or at least we, we thought we were mixing it up more than we actually are. Uh, if you couldn't tell that things are getting a little weird on this episode. So yeah, we're going to j- dive into the gameplay first, and then we'll talk history afterwards. Then we'll get paid a visit by our good friend, uh, Chuck the Plant. Might make a visit in the second half of this episode. Uh, and then finally, we'll play a mirthful round of what's the beer, what's the song before talking about next month's game. Uh, Jay, gameplay, where should we begin? We can begin anywhere, can't we? <laughs> uh, well, let's begin uh, first yes. off with this month's game is the game Everything yes. by David O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to get into gameplay in a second. But first, one minute, Ben, should people play this game? How could you not play this game after playing? I mean, I... I had finished the game. Yes is the answer. Okay. Yes is be yes. my answer. Yes is be my answer. But I finished the game hours ago and I usually feel rushed to finish the game on time. Make sure I've explored every achievement and kind of done everything I can. And this time threw all that out the window. Once I kind of did everything I know I needed to do for the podcast, I was waiting around for you tonight and just played for another 90 minutes. Yeah. Just on my couch by myself was with no aim. Yeah. Not like, how do I solve this? What am I missing here? Like, I discovered a couple new things, but it, for the most part, it was the same stuff I'd been doing. Yeah. Just, and it, just with a feeling of bliss. And yeah, comfort. man. It was great. It yeah. was great. What about you? It, this is, in some ways, my favorite game. Yeah. Um, it's, it kind of makes my world make sense. Um, <laughs> I think my advice for everyone, if you have not played this game, go watch the trailer. Yeah. If you find the trailer intriguing, go drop 15 bucks. Buy this game. It's available for so many systems. Uh, and go play it on your favorite system and then listen to the rest because we are going to spoil everything. Let's, let's mention the, the uh, kind of history part. I yeah, guess, yeah. The promo quick. of the trailer. Uh, the 11-minute trailer 
Uh, it won a, a the jury prize at 2017 Vienna Independent Shorts Film Festival. Which means, go on. Uh, which means, yeah, that it's actually on a long list uh, for consideration for Academy Awards Best Animated Short uh, yep. next year and for next year's Academy Awards. Making this technically the first video game ever possibly to yeah. up to be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, it crazy. likely won't be. No, but, no, no. But it's the first but, one that could be. Technically. Technically, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. It's very cool. So uh, that's so that guys, is basically uh, all I knew about it going into it. Yeah. Go play it. Uh, have a blast. We'll see you in a, in a few hours yeah. uh, once you've figured it all out. And um, we'll pause. This is, yeah, yeah, we'll pause. This is definitely a game I, I wanted to know even less about when I started playing it. So. And all you're right. back. Hey, yeah. great, great. Good to have you back. Okay. Um, I played this game a month or two ago. Uh, or that's when I started playing it, slash finished it, slash I've been playing it ever since. Are you still playing this game? Won't, won't you always be playing this game? I will always be playing this game. Um, so I want to just kind of quiz. By the ben. way, real quick, just so you know, if you're wondering when you'll be done playing this game, as soon as you wish to please anyone but yourself, the, ga- <laughs> the game is over. The game is over. An, an oak tree told me in this game. An oak tree told you. It's it's so true. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Keep going. All right. Let me give some some high-level stuff, and then I'm going to quiz Ben. So first off, in the game Everything, you play as a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might start as a mouse and then become a mite that is on the mouse's back and then become a molecule uh, or an atom and then become an um, electron within that atom and then become a spiral galaxy and then a planet within that galaxy and then a continent and then down to a mouse. Uh, it can circle back around. It goes in all kinds of different ways. Uh, you can group your mice together and form a herd of mice. You can talk to other mice or even have mice talk to oak trees, and the oak trees will give you fun little things that they say. And all throughout are scattered these little sayings from Alan Watts, mm-hmm. uh, which is why we started our podcast the way that we did today. <laughs> uh, so that's – I think that's a pretty good preview of, of what the game is about, what it's like to play the game. And now I just want to interview Ben on this because it's, he's fresher on it. Yeah. Uh, I've been been changed by this game too much. Ben, what is it like to play everything? Uh, it was a little frustrating at first. And I think the first uh, kind of relief came five, ten minutes in when I, I stumbled upon a large rock who told me, or he, he was thinking, so I went over to him asked him what he was thinking, I guess. And he said something along the lines of, we're all frustrated here. Just give it some time. Just give it some time. There's another one who said keep walking no matter which way you go you'll find what you're looking for yeah and the, the game even has a hint section and one of the hints is um if you get frustrated just put down the controller yes which is it, this is gonna be frustrating for you it's a fantastic hint <laughs> it actually solves the game for you it's funny how that ended up solving uh, that's how you find the uh the golden gate the golden gate um that's how you get out of the golden gate too i believe i think so um but it's even after I didn't need to do that, and I felt like a big solution when I finally figured out, oh, just look at it. I found myself a bunch of times tonight and yesterday just going back and just letting my little black feather or my my dust mite or whatever I was, just like, or my, you know, dodecahedron polygon, just like wander around by itself and talk to other things and turn into other things and kind of see where it would go and see if it would create other universes and go inside them and see what it had created. Man, it's just such a it's it's like when you play 
or when I, when I would play things um, like RPGs or when I play, I'm trying to think of um, like the first Grand Theft. Oh no, sorry, Grand Theft Auto Three. Right, it was the first one that was like the three yep. quarter view. You're walking around, you're punching people, stealing cars, and all that. And I was like, oh, but what if you could like go do this thing, or like what if you could go be that person for a day, or what if you could just like zoom out really big, or just like I don't know, all these things that all these other games have as restrictions. This game's like, no, no, you can do whatever you want. There's, like, the, there's the only no thing invisible lacks, wall. Yeah, there's no, yeah, exactly. You can kind of do whatever you want. The only thing it would lack, I guess, would be uh, interpersonal or story. Like, I can't go get a job. I can't accomplish missions. I can't kind of do things. But I have, I didn't care about that until right this second when I'm looking for flaws. It was not like I'm a constantly no- like frustrated yeah. looking for that. A notable lack. One of the things you cannot play as is a human being. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so what that. do you think of that, Ben? Uh, I mean, I am the human being. Right? You're playing as a human being every day. Why would you want to play as one now? Right. That's not what video games are for. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, which, <laughs> I know it sounds like we're being sarcastic, but no, that's literally true. It's like, wait, that makes no sense. Why would I want to be able to play as a human? And it's it's fascinating how... It, the, the only thing I knew about going into the game was the 11-minute documentary, which I hadn't even... Well, I still haven't watched, but I just knew that it existed. And I knew that it was kind of an existentialist exercise. And so I, I, I kind of knew that going in, but I didn't know how much it would make me feel like a pretentious philosopher. Yeah. Kind of no matter what my mood was while playing it. But definitely the Alan Watts in the background, the, uh, the OST score in the background was awesome. And uh, the thought bubbles everywhere. And just the presentation of everything, the wording of everything. It, it made it philosophical in a very non-pretentious way. Yeah, it was like no one's yeah. here to hurt you. Explore the world, the things That's like that. It. it was just like okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's just very welcoming and very, I mean, yeah, psychedelic in the yeah. least tropey way you can say that. You know, that's the coolest thing to me about Zen. Um, we should say I've been uh, kind of practicing Zen for the last year or so. Um, as a philosophy, it's one philosophy that from the outside sounds really pretentious, and it's kind of one of these things where if it sounds pretentious, you don't get it. Right. Um, right. No, no, no. Just be a human. Right. Whoa. What are you trying to be really deep? No, I'm literally telling you just, just be who you are. That's it. No, that's the answer. Just, just be you. It's cool. Be, so, be you. And here's the extra instruction. Be you right now. Right. That's it. Right, right. Now we're done. But what am I supposed to think about? You already, you're it's losing. Done. You're lost. You're losing it's now. It's done. Oh, you're so you can't pretentious. do this. No, no, I'm not pretentious. I'm literally just telling you to do it, man. Yeah. Just do whatever you're doing. Keep on doing it. And I, so I, I had, a, you know, just a good time rolling around. I think it was frustrating at first, um, the non-walking animals. Right. <laughs> the rolling animals. The rolling and yeah, yeah. Which was frustrating for a couple minutes. I, you get used to it really quick. I got used to it. And I think it was either for budgetary reasons. I heard a good theory uh, on some random review of the game that was basically saying this was a way to tie in the, or to, to break down the walls between different creatures. Yeah. And structures. If, if you and, could and run as, a, as a lion all the time, all you'd ever want to do is be a lion. And that was another thing. That was my first thought was like, if I could be a big old like giraffe, just like romping through the jungle or the plains mm-hmm. or whatever. And like, it was just, it's Im- immaculate, like 3d render of this mammal. Like, I, yeah, I would just do that all the time. But the fact yeah. that it tears that down and it goes back to this, like almost, by the way, we should say today is golden eyes, uh, 20th anniversary, which is amazing. And, and I'm old. But 
It, it reminded me of that, those same polygons. Yeah. Like a little rounder, maybe, but at the same time, you could tell that in like in Unity, the game was built in Unity, they could, they could buy uh, assets that looked better than these ones that exist, the animals in the game. So it's not they did not spend much time on the animals. And as soon as I realized that, I kind of let it go. Yeah. Because it's not about yeah. that. And then there are um, gorgeous things. The galaxies could not look better. Uh, the uh, the oxygen atoms, the all the neurons, the mind, like there's so many things that are just beautiful in this game. So I don't want to say it's it's an ugly game at all. Um, but yeah, I think creating these amazingly like realistic animals would take away from the game more than it would add it. What's the most beautiful thing you made? Uh, the most beautiful thing I made, I would say it was a I was a sphere, so subatomic particle layer. Uh, I was a sphere, and then I just hit the plus sign to make like 80 spheres, and then I hit the number 8 to make them dance. Nice. And I would just like zoom out and move the camera around. I did that for like 3 or 4 minutes, and I showed Hannah, my wife, <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> uh, the only thing I didn't do was I didn't have my kids play this, so I'll definitely have them do this uh, later in the week. It's just like, here's yeah. be an elephant, and now you can be an elephant 500 feet tall, and now you can be a cloud, and like just I'd love to see the reactions to that. Yeah, I played with my two-year-old, and um, she can't get the controls real well. But sure. uh, so I would I would say, okay, what do you want? Bigger or smaller? Bigger, bigger, bigger. Oh, smaller, nice. smaller, 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 smaller. And we would make make the lion. She always wanted to be a lion or an elephant. Yeah. And then sometimes she would be like ant, ant, and we would be like a gigantic ant, like roaming the the galaxy. Yes, it was amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> she, it's fantastic when it. you figure out how you can when you can become anything anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, throwing lions into space and stuff like that. I really feel like any video game that brings as much joy to a two-year-old as it does to a 35-year-old yeah. has really figured it out. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, so, okay, last question that I have for our interview. Um, yeah. Continue talking, sure. All uh, right. This is my last prepared question. You're only a couple days into this, but has it made you look at the world around you differently yet? Uh, slightly, yeah. So <laughs> I work from home, so <laughs> my world is the you know mostly yeah. the thing that I'm looking at you through my computer, my computer screen. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the the realization of stuff. So that's yeah. when you go. I think it's when you go in the Golden Gate, right? Yeah. That you everyone is stuck there. All of their thoughts are like, we thought this would be great, but it's terrible. Get me out of here. My life is over. I've messed everything up. Everything's just in dread and dismay. And as soon as I realized that, I was like, oh, this is kind of one of the morals of the game, at least for me. My takeaway was stuff is, like man-made stuff, I should say, mm-hmm. is not inherently bad, but man-made right. stuff is a distraction from you can and be. who you yeah. are. It can yeah. be. Thank you. Yeah. So when it comes to like self-analyzing or like self-reflection, man-made things and technology, those are the things that distract me from that and keep me from... Mm-hmm. from uh, you know, becoming a better me, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a, a okay way to say it, but if that makes or, sense. Or even being the you that you are now. Yeah. Very, very true. I think early on before I played this game, after you had played it for 10 hours or so, uh, and I was, I was struggling with, uh, a, a podcast concept or music or something that I was struggling with just mentally, like a, a mental block. And you're like, Hey, sit down and play everything. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't have time for a video game. I have to figure this thing out. And you're like, no, no, no sit down when you have an hour just sit down and play it you can set the controller down and watch it for a while if you need to but just kind of play this game i think this is the perfect uh medium or the perfect arena to kind of get your headspace right and kind of let your mind go where it normally wouldn't be able to go and it was cool how the irony of this is everything is a man-made thing yeah (laughs) yeah that's the twist is it's not anti-technology Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's why they're making a living. 
<laughs> off yep. of selling this yep. to you know as a computer game, uh, which is fantastic. But I mean, if nothing else, it gets people to think about technology a little differently or about uh, non-man-made things a little differently. Yeah, I mean that that's pretty great. Yeah, and there's no distinction in the game. Everything. Yeah, so you can be a stapler, you can be um, a lamppost, uh, you can be a candle, you can be a cow, you can be a moose, uh, you can be a plant, and there's no distinction. There's no like, oh, well, right. now that I'm a lamppost, I'm not really something. And I, I, the first time I got to a city continent, I yeah. thought like, oh, OK, now it's going to get preachy. It's like, no, I'm still it's just more and stuff. Guess what? There's trees here. Yeah, there's there's birds. There's plants. Right. There's bugs. Like it all still exists here. But you it's get things like different buildings, yeah. traffic cones, police cars, coins, gummy bears. You get man-made things as well. Yeah. Oh, you and don't get stuff on other like planets. a fence, which I don't think of as a thing. And this is really weird. Yeah. To me, a, a fence doesn't exist. A fence just lets me know that there's a space. Right, right, right. right. I see a fence and I go, oh, that's that person's house. Right. That's Whereas their yard. One, yeah. Once I could be a fence, I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Somebody had to make a fence. Right. That was a thing that someone made. And fences are really important inventions because they let us know where I'm not supposed to go. I love the arbitrary... And I'm sure it's just complete. I think it's completely random where uh, the first man-made things I saw in the game, I was like, oh, I've discovered something like this is a breakthrough in the game. And I don't right. know if that's a purposeful thing, but it was a notebook next to a candle. And I was like, oh, I discovered mm. someone's notebook and I'm going to open the notebook and they're going to tell me how they made this game. And, I'm just, and like I'm stuck in the gone home mode. Right. The right. like fire watchy, right. like walking simulator of like I'm gonna solve I have to it. figure out this puzzle. <laughs> Take me on a story ride. And I, I picked up the puzzle or I, I went to go pick up the notebook and I became the notebook. I was like, maybe I need to turn the candle on, and I became the candle. And right next to that was a stick of dynamite. And those were the three things on that continent that that were man-made. And I was like, oh. I don't, what is happening? It was so confusing. And so I became like an atom and went to a new universe. Please, please put "Take Me on a Story Walk" into the intro. <laughs> Take me on a story walk. That's that's. I think that's the uh, subtitle for Firewatch. Yeah, yeah, we're there. Take me on a story walk. Yeah. Uh, this is not a story walk. Um, no. We haven't talked about the Alan Watts quotes yet. Okay. Because Alan Watts can be decisive, divisive. So you going into this were like, Alan Watts, eh, not necessarily that into it. How no, it I love Alan playing? Watts. I, I liked Alan okay. Watts. I, I'm not against him, but I was more just like, oh, another pretentious thing that right. I'm going to have yeah, to contend totally. with. Yeah, I'm not against Alan Watts at all. But yeah, I think throughout the game, he was he was my guide. He was my, what's the right term? Not Patronus, but uh, he he was a kind uncle. Yeah, he was. He, I mean, he, he was held, really nice. He was showing yeah. me where stuff was. It was. Great. He held my hand through this difficult journey, and he helped me think in not to think the right ways, but think in different ways. I think that's the most yeah. important thing that he would say he does probably is ask yeah. questions. Yeah, he's not giving he me answers. Make- he kept making me apply it to my real life when he wasn't yeah. doing that. He wasn't saying, no, you're playing a video game, but how does that apply to your real life? No, no, no. He was just talking, asking dumb questions, which yeah. are really obvious questions, but that I don't ask because they're really obvious. Yeah. Uh, what's it like to be you? I don't know. Uh, could I be done now? Back <laughs> <Can I go laughs> home? I have a coworker who, who loves Alan Watts. He'd sit down with his wife and they would just listen to Alan Watts for I don't know, like hours. I don't know when they would do this on road trips. Yeah. Uh, and he tried to get me into it. I just couldn't do it. I was like to me and I like I can't get into like stand up comedy for some reason. Like my mind just like goes places and I'd rather listen to music than someone talking. But I think right I might start I listening to Alan Watts. Yeah. Yeah, right after I played this game, I downloaded like four Alan Watts podcasts. Wow. And I had so much Alan Watts on my phone. 
Wow. I listened to maybe two hours of Alan Watson. I was like, I'm good. I'm done. It doesn't work. It's not it, the same as the game. And it's not so, because it's worse. It's There's this interplay of the game and yeah. Alan Watts. And I think if I went out into the woods and just kind of wandered the woods and listened to Alan Watts, it would work yeah. out perfectly. But if I'm trying to do something else and listen to Alan Watts, not as great. But also, it's the two or three minute chunks of Alan Watts yeah. that make it that much more meaningful. Totally. If you had all of those two or three minute chunks in one piece, like I w- my mind wouldn't be able to to parse all that. There's just too much stuff, especially if I'm trying to play a game, or even if I'm not playing a game, I'm trying to think through all that stuff. There's so much negative space and silence that I need to yeah. to understand what he just said and rethink about it for ten minutes until I get to that next quote that makes That's it that exactly much more right. meaningful. That's exactly right. What would what distracted me from Alan Watts is what he said four minutes earlier. I'm still yeah, thinking totally. about that, and so I'm not listening to him because yeah. I'm thinking about whatever he said four minutes yeah, ago. Exactly. Uh, I, I love getting to the point in the game where size was, and it was pretty pretty early. Size was completely arbitrary. Yeah, the importance of of whatever size you were didn't matter because you could descend or ascend. So yeah. I was a redwood tree, and I was like, "This is awesome! This is so great! I'm the biggest thing on this continent." I was like. But that, like, why? Why is that better? Yeah, which is such a weird like. I feel like that should be the moral of the game. I don't think it is, but like, it was just it was a cool realization for me. And then you know, two minutes later, I'm a ladybug, and then you know, ten seconds later, I'm an oxygen. I, yeah. Adam, is that what that'd be? Yeah, Adam. Yeah, and that's, that's why playing this with a child is so amazing. Is because they, uh, Maddie, at least she lacks the Maddie's my daughter. Uh, she lacks the uh, that drive to like we've got to go do this other thing. So I'd keep right. getting annoyed with her, like, no, 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 we gotta ascend or descend, and she'd just be like, "Hey, be that paperclip." <laughs> keep <laughs> like, walking. Well, okay. Keep I walking. Keep walking and, as a or, paperclip. Or, or a different, like, yeah, do this. No, 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 go over there. Go over there. Yeah. Go over there. Yeah, okay, be a moose. Well, I, don't, I don't have moose. Be a moose. But no, moose is not one of the things I can be. Be a moose. But uh, what about a moose? <laughs> I, and I, I love that every time you are something, you're the center of the universe. Yeah. And I, the second layer yeah. to loving that was eventually you get to be the sun. Yeah. You get to be the yeah. center of the universe. And it's yeah. just as important as being a tardigrade, a, a freaking water bear, which I was so happy when I was one of those. I was right? also Higgs boson. Like, what was the Higgs coolest Boson's thing you were? <sighs> what was the coolest thing? That's a good question. Or more, most surprising, you know, one of those things that stood out to you. I think it was things I don't like. Uh, bugs, things like that. Yeah. Whereas like, I'm, I'm a bug, and I, I, I was not grossed out by being a cockroach. Oh, yeah. You know. Because it's you. Co- cockroach, it was me. Yeah. I was a cockroach. I didn't yeah. feel like, ew, now I'm, it, nothing felt icky. Yeah. Uh, nothing felt gross. It was just like, it's me. Uh, when I was a great white shark, I wasn't scared of being right. a great white shark. When I was a minnow next to being a great white shark, I wasn't scared of the great white shark eating me. Yeah. I was just being a minnow. Um, I think it's just this incredible sense of freedom in the game. Where for the first five to ten minutes, you feel scared of everything. Right. Like, I've done, I, I'm doing it wrong. Everything yeah. is wrong. And yeah. that, that incredible lack of guidance at the beginning is so helpful because mm. it gives you – once you get that sense of I can go anywhere I want, there are no rules, it gives you this sense of, oh, it's okay. You're okay. Yeah. Everything's fine. So what did you think about the kind of reveal a couple hours in where it said, well, you finished the tutorial? That was the most brilliant thing in the world. So good. Uh, I laughed welcome, so hard. Welcome to everything. Welcome to everything. You finished the tutorial. I, I was six hours in when I got there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I saw the... Okay. So if you haven't played it and you just decided, I don't care. I want to listen to the podcast. That's fine. Uh, about 
an hour or two in, uh, and I don't know what keys it off, you get this message that says, uh, you've now experienced enough of everything, you can descend below the Golden Gate. I think it says, that go go to the Golden Gate now. Uh, go to where you started. That's right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, when you start, there's this weird shaped thing that's golden, and apparently that's the, which I remembered, but barely. So I didn't, because here's oh, the thing, okay. I downloaded it, and it was taking forever, so I left. Oh. And when, I came, <laughs> and when I came back, the game had been playing for hours. Awesome. And I was like, okay, cool, sweet. I'll just, it was in autoplay mode, whatever. I don't know how you get into autoplay mode, but it figured out that I wasn't playing. It must be like you leave your controller for like 10 minutes and it figures it out. No, no, no. You leave your controller for half a second it's, it's, and it starts yeah, autoplaying. It's like three to five seconds. It's real quick. Autoplay is like the most natural mode that it knows. Yep. Yep. So, so then I play for, you know, two or three, I, I played for two hours and I get the message that says you go back to where you start. And I was like, well, that's not happening. I don't know where that was. Yeah. So moving on with my life. Galaxies away from that. Yeah. So I just kind of ignored it. I played for another four or five hours. Um, oh, and, okay. Nice. And, yeah. And finally I Googled it. It was like, okay, I remember it saying something about a golden gate and I found something that said, and, and it said, you remember that hint you found? It said, if you get frustrated, just put down the controller. Nice. Do that. It's like, all right, let me just trust. That's I put awesome. down the controller and I waited and the game just navigated back to the Golden Gate within a few minutes. It's pretty quick. It's yeah. amazing when I saw it. I was like, oh, everything's yeah. fine. Everything's okay. And you get you get a new kind of level to the game. And so now I've played this game for six hours and then I start solving puzzles and I start getting through this stuff. Um, you get through like a couple extra kind of levels of meaning. Yeah. Uh, solve something. You, you get into the people who are like in hell or whatever they're in, a hell of their own making. I didn't see those the, people. The, well, no, no, the things where the they're thing, all depressed. Oh, okay, yeah, they're all yeah, like, yeah. why am oh, I here? Sure, sure. I, thought, I thought life had meaning, and now life has no meaning, right, or whatever right. it is. I finally got what I wanted. I realized it's the thing I've hated all, all along. And that, those yeah, kind of yeah, really depressing stuff. Yeah. And, and then finally I get out of there, and now I've got, like, new things that I can do. And all, all of a sudden, the game says, you have now completed the tutorial. I love and I just it. laughed so hard. Because I, I immediately felt like, I know everything. Everything's great. Oh, this is all yeah, working. Totally. And it just says, you've completed the tutorial. Yep. It's like, oh. Because it's like, you figured out the game. You've got an entrance to the game now. And you really do, you have figured out the tutorial. It's shown you enough. It's gotten you there to really play the game. But the whole thing is that you realize that the game is a tutorial for life. Yes. Where you're like, oh, I can put down the game now. I've completed enough. It's telling me to leave. Yeah. I think my, uh, one of my favorite moments was an hour in, and it was, I was just walking along. And I saw a little thing that had a thought bubble, so I clicked X, and it, the, a piece of sand was talking to me. He said, <laughs> you made it. Welcome to me. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, that's a fantastic uh, little, uh, I don't even know what it would be, uh, microcosm of the point of this game. Yeah, for that piece of sand, that was the most important part of the game. Right. Well, everyone's coming to see me. Why, why yeah. else would you be walking over here? Um, it's amazing. Uh, did you get the, uh, the notice that you've been playing too long? No. Okay. So before I got, no, before I got to the, um, golden gate, uh, the whole screen blanks What? and yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get this, um, drawing of a person playing a video game and it says something like, um, warning overplay mode. You should go out into the world. Wow. (laughs) It It was fantastic. This is, it's in the game. It's not a Steam in game? the game wow. within the game. That's no, cool. no, this because I played it on PS4. Oh, OK. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was really That's fantastic. Great. All right. So uh, I want to hear more about you said you played it with Hannah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and I'll, what, I'll, I'll play a couple clips. We she played for 25 minutes. So a good chunk uh, from the very beginning. And then I showed her a couple pieces of my like three or four hour game. 
you know, I showed her how I could like all my cool powers and stuff like that at the end. Right. Uh, but I did the, I did my best to kind of rein in direction and like, yeah. Oh, this does this, this does this. Unless she was just like frustrated about the, the, uh, keyboard or something like that. Uh, but yeah, played it with her. She, she thought it was funny. The walking around thing. I think she didn't get into the philosophical side. She's not a gamer. So I think the, yeah. um, the medium was kind of getting in the way of the the mental ability to kind of digest it, at least in the moment. And I think maybe yeah. in reflection will be better for her. Uh, or watching me maybe would have been just as good or, or less yeah. frustrating, you know? All right, and I'll play a couple of clips right now of, of Hannah playing everything. All right, then. You're going to have to bleep me out on this. I have yeah. some shiny stuff over there. How did I get here? Okay, so there's, like, sparkly little specks. Mm-hmm. How did I get that close? I don't, do I want to be that close? How do I zoom out? Am I allowed to zoom out? Like, so am I like a sentient blob now? A sheep? Okay. It's a poorly drawn sheep. So now I'm a sheep. <laughs> am I supposed to be like moving, like doing like stupid sheep somersaults? <laughs> Is it supposed to move like this? Okay. Oh, look at goat. We're somersault friends. Apparently, nobody in this game has figured out how to properly ambulate. Ooh, friends. And there's like sheep and goats just somersaulting all over the place. Just somersaulting around. Thanks again, Hannah, for playing that game. Uh, on to history? Yeah, let's get into the history of this game. Making up. Um, so you mentioned yeah, David it, O'Reilly. David O'Reilly. Uh, and David O'Reilly is uh, primarily a computer animator. Uh, mm. He's worked, worked on feature films. Uh, he made a video game before this called Mountain yeah. that he described as a mountain simulator, which I love. It's <laughs> good. Uh, and everything is uh, kind of the sequel to Mountain. Yeah, uh, it's it's bigger than a mountain, right? It's yep. everything. Also, uh, also published by Double Fine Games. Double Fine, which is our connection. Which is our connection, Tim Schafer, old Timmy Schafes. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, the uh, other connection, of course, is Unity, which we sure. this is now our third Unity game, and we'll do a fourth one next month. I think so. Yeah, I think that sounds yep. right. Although someday yep. we'll play another '90s game. Yeah, yeah, we'll get back to this. I remember, right. we remember what this uh, <laughs> what this whole podcast is about. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So David O'Reilly described his hope for players of the game. He said, I want everything to make people feel better about being alive, not as an escape or distraction or arbitrary frustration, but something you would leave and see the world in a new light. Um, so for me, that that really hits home. And that is, I think, Ben, for you, the next week of your experience with the video game, everything, okay. which has nothing to do with you having a, a controller in front of you. It's when you're hanging out with someone and you notice... Um, a little piece of dust nice. where you notice a flower, yeah. right? And then you think about the pollen on the flower mm-hmm. and you think about the atoms that make up the pollen. Right. And then you think about the universes within those atoms. Like the, the world kind of unlocks for you in those kinds of levels of magnitude, levels of magnification. And you're able to just jump back and forth and just think about your relationship to the world around you. It really is an instructive game. It, it changes the way you see the world. 
and go the other direction. Well, I love the the cyclical nature of where the existen- more existential part of what is above me. What am I a part of? Right. Or like what is, right. you know, I'm in the earth, which is in this, ga- this solar galaxy or w- this universe, which is in a galaxy, which is in the Milky Way, which is in whatever it is, you know? And then like, what if all of that is in a grain of sand? What if all of that is a child's product, a project or whatever, it, you know, that kind of like Degrass Tyson kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love thinking about that stuff. And I think this game just lets me have an excuse to dive into that stuff mentally. Yeah. And it, and it makes me think of, okay, I feel very, very passionately about political things, mm-hmm. right? Ben, you follow me on Twitter. You follow me on Facebook. We were Jason. We I don't know if you know this. I have your Twitter notifications on. I've had them on for about six nice. years now. And I apologize for all I've been posting in the last. Oh, uh, it's, uh, let's I say like a lot of it, but nine months or so, <laughs> um, something like that. Arbitrary number. Uh, yeah, um, but you didn't tweet for several years at a time. So I was like, oh, this would be a good. Oh, I'll yeah. turn these notifications on that way. If Jason's oh, tweeting, I know it's important. It's great. I just went back to Time Hop. Uh, oh which yeah. Is, you know, tell me what I used to tweet. Yeah. And it's like. <laughs> It was like an eight-year gap in me using social media. Yeah, yeah. That's why I turned <laughs> I notifications on. I need to turn them off now. No, no. For eight years, all I used it for was like actual announcements. Right, right. Oh, by the way, as I'm getting to, married. Yeah, as opposed to like, here are some thoughts I had. No. Uh, so anyway, I I care desperately about politics. Yeah. Right. I've got feelings, and everyone needs to know them. And I'm smarter than everyone, and I need to hear my knowledge. Of course. And one of the things about the, the game Everything is it allows you to step back and see, okay, what if I were reading a history book about this moment? It's not just one side is right and one side is wrong. It's what made each side think the way they do. I can look at mm-hmm. my political opponents, people on the other side, and say, sure, you know, they only – they don't think that way because they're bad people. They think that way because of their life experiences, because of where they live, because of a variety of things. But at the same time, I need to turn that back on myself and realize well, the only way is that reason I think the way I do is also because of my life experiences, right. the way that I was changed, you know, these kinds of things. Um, and that's – everything has given me some really nice peace just about my own moment right now and saying, you know, this this too shall pass. And also don't wish for it to pass. You know, this is – be in this moment. It's an interesting moment. This is our time. This is our time. No, out, out, out there, that's their, their time. time. Their time. Down here? Down here? It's our time. So I'm taking them back. I'm taking taking them, all back. them all back. Oh, the Ataris. Good times. Uh, so let's get back to everything over here. Uh, what else do we have about the making? It came out this year. Hopefully you figure yep. that out by now. We're 35 minutes in or whatever. Uh, pretty, pretty big team of three people. Three people. Plus the composers, uh, Ben Lucas Boyson and Sebastian Plano, who's th- yep. just an amazing score. Go check this it out. You can go, it's on so YouTube. Good. You can just go put it on in the background when you're working or something like that. It's so good. Yeah, you heard it at the opening of the podcast. Yeah. Um, we cannot describe how good this this uh, score is, though. It's fantastic. And actually, if you're going to go buy it on, oh, if, I guess, if you've gotten this far in the podcast and you haven't bought it, maybe we should have said this at the beginning, but uh, Steam, I know, has a, if you buy the game, you can pay like three extra dollars to get the OST with it. I didn't do that because I didn't trust Steam. Trust Steam. It's three bucks extra. Trust Just trust yeah. Steam. Yeah. Yep. Anything else? Uh, I, we could dig deeper on the the uh, making of. I don't know that you need to. I, actually, you know what? I want to dig deeper into two places on okay. the making of, right. which is not uh, really about the making of, but it's about kind of history of that kind of thing. Uh, the first is in the concept of video games as art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second is just kind of Zen philosophy, the kind of philosophy behind this game in general. Cool. Uh, so the first one, uh, video games as art. This is not that new of a concept, the idea that video games can be art. 
uh, I think it was about three or four years ago, uh, the, the Museum of Modern Art in New York actually had a video game exhibition for the first time oh, wow. uh, and put a bunch of video games in it. Uh, and that's good and that's important. They put Pac-Man in there. They put Zelda in there, you know, games that have meant a lot, kind of games as literature. That's kind sure, of thought. Sure, sure. Historical but, artifact. Yeah, yeah. These are these are the cultural artifacts that have shaped our lives. So right. it should be there. Yeah. Uh, but there are also video games that are designed just to be art objects. Okay. Right. Um, so there was a video game that came out a few years ago where it was a mod of, uh, I think, Team Fortress, where um, every time you fired a gun, it would send an automated letter to your member of Congress uh, asking for high, for more gun control. Right. Yes. Right. So that's that's a video game as art. That's causing you to to think about that. Right, right. Uh, and there, there's all kinds of games like that. Um, they, they can be really interesting, really fun. Usually they're on a much smaller thing where within the first two minutes you get the joke. You're like, okay, I, I get it. I'm a stapler. All right, fine. Right, a few right, of right. them have the kind of immersive ability of the video game everything. Yeah. So I look forward to teaching this game in the future. Side note, how do you, I was thinking about that today. How do you teach that game? Do you make everyone go buy that game? Do you get like an educational password from them how does that I'm, work i'm going to require students to buy it um for my like video game, yeah for my video game class in gender and sexuality i'm going to require gone home and then the other class i'm teaching in the spring is on non-human rhetoric and representation oh there you go yeah <laughs> i love that you instantly were like yep no yeah, it works perfectly it's a textbook you can be everything that's not human in this game so you're done we're, you're gonna have a really interesting conversation are you gonna try to do it early i think I would yes. suggest oh, early yeah, in the semester week. because I, I think it'll Absolutely. tie into every single thing you do. It'll yep. be cool for them to go play it in like March and April and yep. tying in later, even though the homework part of that game is done. Yep. Yep. It'll be cool. something we return to over and over and over as a, a kind of case study, as an example, when we nice. want to talk more. Nice. Uh, do you have any experiences of video games as art? Anything you've seen like that? I think I was trying to think as you were talking, I think the only ones I know of were the ones that you created for your gender and sexuality Right. Course that we played, I think it was our January episode. We did a, a side quest on it. Yeah. Uh, with two of your students came on the podcast. And those were the closest thing I've done, I believe, to video games as art. Oh, that'll mean so much to them. I'm, that's probably not correct. I probably have other things, but I mean, I think those were both wonderful examples of art. I mean, I, I, yeah. I would consider them more art than, um, than I guess, like a, a textbook or something like that. Right. No, that, that, that'll mean a lot to them that you said that. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think the assignments in that class generally lend themselves towards people making games that are closer to art yeah. than a traditional video game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's, and in that's talking really with cool. them, you could tell that it was more than a homework assignment, which is always cool, especially cool for a, a teacher to hear. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the, the second thing I wanted to go to was uh, just Zen philosophy in general. Um, what was kind of your awareness of it and how do you tie it into the game? I do not practice Zen philosophy. Uh, I, the, all I know about it is what we talked about a couple weeks ago when we were backpacking together. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, all I know about it is the idea of in, enlightenment and kind of how it is a, a vague term. And it's yep. something that is kind of a, a loose goal for people practicing uh, Zen Buddhism or just Zen enlightenment, whatever you call it. Um, and so I could see how through this game, I, I saw examples of that everything is tied together, everything being one, but everything being separate and it not being about who you are in this moment, but who we all are forever. Like those kind of big, again, I usually tie them into kind of pretentious philosophy because those are usually the people that are talking about these things. Right. But I could see a lot of the reflections in the things that we talked about in the game in that sense, but feel yeah. free to go a little deeper on it. No, that makes total sense. And I think also the, uh, the idea of uh, Kensho or, you know, enlightenment, 
um, is letting go of the controller. Yeah, yeah. Step yeah. one, stop trying to reach it. Uh, just let it happen. Uh, and two, it's when you do reach it, all that you're going to experience is you have now completed the tutorial. Right. You don't know everything now. Right. You're just like, okay, I get it. I'm just part of this thing, right? Right. I'm not everything. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, it's it's a very <laughs> meager awakening in some ways. Yeah. Um, but it's it's the awakening to that meagerness to being like, all right, cool. But so right before we started, I was like, okay, I only played the game for four or five hours. I need to make sure that I, like I understand all the possible things that could happen in this game. So if if this happened to someone who's listening, they're not like, why didn't they talk about? The, the part with, like, the fighter engine and where, like, right. the, the Nazi zombies come out. Why did they talk <laughs> the about Nazi that Nazi zombies, yeah. Uh, and so I didn't find that part. But I did <laughs> search uh, for so, oh, so many search terms. But it's basically, like, everything game ending. Everything game 100%. Yeah. Everything game achievements. Everything game. And, I, like, I searched, every, you know, it, it just showed me all of these, like, Pokemon get everything from this Pokemon game. Get everything yep. from this. And so I love the possibly inadvertent maybe yeah. intentional uh naming of the game in the sense that it's very hard to search for hints with a game name like everything yep because everyone's trying to search for goldeneye for example i want to find everything in goldeneye so i'm going to search everything in goldeneye and you'll find yep. all the walkthroughs and the hints and the cheats for goldeneye so if you type in everything game hint or everything game ending which i searched for yeah. too it's an endless sea of bs and it's I'm sure there's someone wrote a blog post of like, oh, here's the end of the game, quote unquote. Here's my ending to the game. If if something different happened for them, uh, but it's impossible to find. They, they, he's kind of created an unsearchable game. Yes. I mean, you might as well have called it the right or something I like remember, that. I remember, <laughs> uh, I remember sitting in the mall when we forgot our first computer, and you telling me and our mom and <laughs> just saying, never search for is or a or the or anything because it'll break the computer. It will break the computer. Never search for those search terms. You I was be very, very specific. I was very serious. Oh my gosh. This is pre Google. This is fantastic. Oh yeah. Dogpile, Alta Vista. Yeah. I would have uh, broken our computer. Yeah. Oh man. Don't search that kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the basic takeaway uh, of the Zen stuff. I think it's a great, it's not a metaphor for Zen. It's a great kind of example of it. Um, mm-hmm. It'll yeah. teach you kind of the basics of Zen. Uh, I think I found it to be a meditative practice playing the game everything mm-hmm. uh, it here's one other thing i wanted to get to it and we didn't discuss in gameplay yeah this felt like no video game i've ever played okay it just didn't emotionally feel like a video game uh it felt like when i first started when i was expecting a video game but the things i loved about it are not video game things that i usually love the the things that it's i like accomplished a good book. The, yeah it felt like a good book it felt like a good conversation. It felt mm-hmm. like, I mean, it felt like something completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's really difficult to describe, but it was not a video game, whatever it was. Not because it didn't, I mean, I used a controller. I moved stuff around. Right. But the, the, the takeaway when I walk away from it is not, it's not a video game because video games are lame uh, or video games are for kids, but it's not a video game because it's, it's much more like a conversation. It's much more like a book. It's much more yeah. like it, life. The emotion it gave me at the at the best times was the same emotion I get when I'm talking to the friends I've had for 15 years, and we're yeah. just like hanging out. We you know we see each other once a year or whatever. We're hanging out. We're having a beer. And we're just having like these deep conversations that we only have with these people, and it's that kind of feeling that I had in my like the big revelations in this game. Gave yeah. me that same if type you, of emotion. 
If you, after high school, had a conversation with someone at 2 a.m., this game felt like that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And maybe you were talking about, you know, chicks. Maybe you were talking about sports. Maybe you were talking about something philosophical. It doesn't matter. But those 2 a.m. conversations that you know, you were like, it meant a lot. It was, right, for right, that right. moment, we cared a lot, and we could disagree, and it was fine. Uh, this person meant a lot to me in that moment. Yep. That's what it feels like. You know who else means a lot to me? Oh, I know who. Our good friend, Chuck the Plant. Chuck is a plant, but he's so much more than that. I said, Chuck's not only a plant, he's an NPC and champ. All right, so uh, both of us stumbled into Chuck uh, along the way in this game. Uh, there were a lot of plants, so it took a, us both a while to find him, I believe. Uh, but did you want to tell me kind of what did you get to talk to him or how did you, where would you see him? Well, I, I read a bit, um, talked to some people. Um, oh, okay. Do you, do you know about Chuck and Alan Watts? I know of them. Oh, you know about their relationship? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, enlighten so, me. Yeah, I will do my best. <laughs> uh, legend has it that Alan Watts, um, initially refused to teach Chuck. Uh, Chuck, of course, he eventually became a Zen master, which is, you know, a little bit about his silence, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, his standoffishness. Mm-hmm. He's in deep meditation. Sure. So uh, after Alan Watts refused to teach Chuck, Chuck stood in the snow outside of Watts's cave all night until the snow reached his waist. And in wow. the morning, Watts asked him why he was there. And Chuck replied that he wanted the teacher to open the gate of the elixir of universal compassion to liberate all beings. And I think we all know that about Chuck. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. And so what What can Watts say? Right? You got to say like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. Watts refused. Wow. And said, how can you hope for true religion with little virtue, little wisdom, a shallow heart, and an arrogant mind? It would just be a waste of effort. And, and as a true Chuck follower, I find that hurtful. That's rough, Alan. That's rough. So, so Chuck, though, but this is why I love Chuck, right? So Chuck wanted to prove his resolve. Yeah. Chuck pulled out a sword and cut off his left arm. Okay. That's okay. To be fair, he's a fern and has like dozens. But It's okay, true. But keep talking. Presented it to Alan Watts as a token of his sincerity. Watts then accepted him as a student and changed his name from Laverne to Chuck, oh. which means, of course... In the original, mm-hmm. uh, wisdom and capacity. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So I must have seen him, I believe, after. I don't know if it was after or before you 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 read about this, but um, I just ran into him. He was a fern lying on the ground, uh, and you know, just struck up a conversation with him. Apparently, Chuck found himself uh, as a hydrogen atom uh, before being flung into a perfect sphere. For what felt like several millennia, but could have only been a few minutes, he wasn't sure. Uh, then he became an elliptical galaxy before descending into a bison for a short time, uh, and finally reached complete enlightenment and became his best, truest self. Chuck the plant. Your best, truest self today. Yeah, that's right. That's that's what you need to be. Let's talk about beer. Oh, let's do it. This game's pretty fun. With frustration When I was all done I just had to question What's the beer? What's the song? I can't always tell I just want to know What game is Westy 12? Alright, I'm going first today 
I usually let you go first, but this is a beer that I had this week, actually, that you gave me five years ago. Uh, mm. Yeah, so mm. I did not drink mm. it with mm. you, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, this this game, uh, you know, is the kind of the the concepts I was working with. It was big, it was open, it was confusing, it was reassuring, and it was all relative. The sizes of everything, everything was relative. So I went with uh, Funk Metal Sour Barrel Age Stout by Jester King. And nice. where's Jester King? Uh, Jester King is uh, in Austin, Texas. Texas's own. So it's big and bold, world famous sour, uh, but it's also a stout. So it's toasty and like chocolatey at the same time. It's got like a million flavors going on. And so, like this game, when I had my first sip, it was kind of confusing. Like I didn't know what to think, but all the flavors within were kind of simultaneously confusing, but also reassuring because they were all good flavors. Just like this game, everything it was it was confusing, but like I was never frustrated at the same time. Uh, and in the end, very gratifying, just like this beer. Wonderful. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, we're we're pretty similar. Um, I went with uh, you. You picked the largest um, sour funky brewer in the state of Texas. I did. And I picked the second largest, uh, which actually has Adele? the no. the hmm. the highest number of fooders in the state of Texas. It actually has more than Jester King. I didn't know Jester King had Fooders. Yeah, Collective Brewing in Fort Worth, Texas, just down the road. Oh, nice. Uh, and, I, and I picked a uh, Brett Shake uh, was my beer. A This is the description. A Brett Milkshake IPA with lactose, coconut sugars, vanilla, mosaic, and citra hops. Run away. Run away. Dog, it is the most amazing beer I've <laughs> ever had. Disgusting. It's No, no, no. You're going to try it. You're going right. to come out here, you're going to try it, and you're going to be like, yup, I get it. Milkshake and beer like milkshake. should not. No, 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 it's not a beer milkshake. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> uh, it does have lactose in it, which, which gives it a little bit more body, so it's not too it thin. It sweetens it up a little bit, um, yeah. Yeah, um, but it's it's got the funk, okay. lots of hops, and a, a nice mix between uh, not too not too sweet, not too dry, really drinkable, uh, just a tasty, tasty beer. Okay. The, the coconut stuff doesn't come through too much. It does not taste like a milkshake. It's not okay. super sweet. All right. Yeah, you'd really like it. Um, and the, the reason I had to choose something with Britannomyces, just like you did. Yeah. Um, had to choose something funky because uh, the great thing about Britannomyces is it infects everything. Uh, it just gets out there. And it, it's, it's what you get when you just expose your beer to the world and say, come on, world, make a beer. Do what you want. It's also not man-made. It's not. It's not. All right. So, what's your song, man? Uh, I went with a song that I, I was sure we'd done before, but I searched for it. I don't think we have. Uh, it's a big, epic song, just like the game, just overwhelmingly large, uh, but never boring at the same time. A challenging yet accessible and always mentally stimulating. I went with Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the bandango? Oh, I love that song. All right, what did you pick, man? Um, I chose um, Holland 1945 by Neutral Milk Hotel. Wow. Okay, more milk. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm all on the milk uh, <laughs> thing today. Cool, cool. Two, one, two, three, four. Just a few of the lyrics. Uh, the only girl I've ever loved was born with roses in her eyes, but then they buried her alive one evening in 1945 with just her sister at her side. Um, it's an amazing, beautiful love song to Anne Frank. Um, 
the entire album by Neutral Milk Hotel is a concept album uh, about Anne Frank. Um, it's not the kind of thing uh, that that you would think would make a great album, uh, but it's it's probably my favorite album of all time. Uh, you should have me on your podcast sometime about it. Uh, I've listened to it literally hundreds of times because it's my writing music. I put it on the background whenever I write, and, and it, I wrote to it for years before I actually ever listened to the lyrics and found out that it was about Anne Frank. Uh, so just one other little snippet from the song. But now we must pick up every piece of the life we used to love just to keep ourselves at least enough to carry on. Um, it's it's a really, really great song. Nice. I like that. So as you were talking, I looked up the lyrics to Bohemian Rhapsody to see if I could make them fit. Into everything. <laughs> and it's a, a lot of lyrics. But uh, yeah. immediately I, I saw like five different connections and I realized I wonder if literally any song you picked up he just read the lyrics would work would work yeah. <laughs> you could make work with this game pretty easily oh man all right i think that's all we have on everything uh and yet there's still more so yeah we'll be playing games forever <laughs> of course uh and next month we'll be playing we're, we're just keeping with our walking simulators and our rolling simulators whatever the bison do uh and next month what are we playing uh we're gonna play a little game called tacoma yeah. Uh, by the same crew who brought you Gone Home. So get psyched. Uh, we're stoked to play it. Um, not much else to, to say about it going in. Uh, just um, It just I came out. I, I trust them. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and I heard there were a couple glitches and bugs in the first week, so I'm kind of glad we pushed it off to, to September. Yeah, glad we waited. Uh, and by the way, some uh, some news, some some month news. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Thimbleweed Park came out in April, I believe. We played it the, the week it came out. So uh, if you played it then, if you haven't played it, whatever, go back and play it. Go buy the game. Uh, and they they just opened up the arcade. There's an arcade in town. They just opened it up today, so end of August. Uh, and there's a bunch of new puzzles you can do in there. Uh, they they finished a bunch of other things. Can you remember any things off the top of your head that they've done well, since we played? Well, the I game? know that you they didn't open the arcade. It's just now that the arcade is openable. You still have to solve. Oh, how to get sure, into sure. The thank arcade. you, thank you. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. So there's another puzzle there too. Yep. Um, some great stereoscopic images that, that you can uh, buy that David on Fox there. showed us. It's true. Um, it's true. Just want to drop that real quick. Yeah. Um, there's tons of stuff to uh, to play with there. Check it out. A bunch of new changes. So yeah, I'm going to go back this week, hopefully, before I jump into Tacoma to play a little more Thimbleweed. One more announcement. Uh, have we talked at all about the Overthink Podcast Network? We have not. Jason, what's the Overthink Podcast Network? The Overthink Podcast Network is a network of podcasts of which Mumph is not quite a part. It's a sister network. Yeah, we were having a lot of fun with Mumph. Uh, we had a lot of friends who talked to us and said, oh, I love the podcast. I'd love to be on it. Um, could we talk about <laughs> something other than LucasArts video games? Right. Um, I have this ice cream that I really like. I have... <laughs> I have my cat. I could talk to you about my cat. You know, they, right. they just throw us things. So we said, yeah. okay, let's let's start a new podcast. And yeah. then we started thinking about that new podcast, and we realized we would like to not just have a new podcast, but have seven or eight or 12 new podcasts, yeah. and not all of them hosted by us, and see what other people want to do with it. Uh, we've got friends who like to do stuff. This is We have loved the opportunity to once a month just sit down and talk with each other um, yeah. with a task at hand. And we talked to our friends about that, and they said, uh, that sounds fantastic. I want to do that. I got a passion. So we've got a bunch of new shows coming out. Uh, go to uh, – actually, in your favorite podcatcher, whether it's the podcast app or if you're on Android, whatever that is, just search for Overthink, yeah. and you'll find it pretty quickly. Yep. Uh, we've got two podcasts out now. There's a third coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. big orange logo, Overthink. It's overthinkpod.com. 
I think on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, we're just Overthink Pod everywhere at Overthink Pod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So follow us, like us, all that kind of stuff. We'd love to get the word out. I think, I mean, it, it, it's pretty broad appeal as far as the things we cover. It's art, media, and culture. So three pretty big things that most people think about and care about. Um, but the goal of the podcast network, all of the shows on the podcast, uh, will be making connections that we kind of previously hadn't seen before. Uh, so whether that's a connection between uh, a film and what's going on in politics right now, or that's uh, an album that you've never heard of before and making connections with people, maybe listening to that. Uh, any other connections that come off the top of your head that we that we are planning on talking about? Uh, yeah, some great connections between uh, comic books and film, for example. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah. we've got one just on comic books. We've got one on film. Uh, we've got one on films about comic books by people <laughs> who don't read comics. I mean, we get true, real specific. True, true. So yeah, each show is going to debut once a month, but we'll have many, many shows. So we're going to have a, a couple shows every week by the time we get to October. So uh, it just started in a couple weeks ago, so we have a couple episodes on there, but you know, check out the Overthink. Let us know what you think. We, you know, we're still doing our kind of our, our brainstorming R and D phase of the whole network. So please give us your feedback. We'd love to hear it. Check it out and let us know what you overthink. overthink. Wow, that's terrible. Oh, it hurts. Wow. Uh, as always, I have been Ben. I will be Jason. And I am a mighty pirate. And I am a dead pixel, a great white shark, helium, Saccharomyces cerevisiae, a spiral galaxy. A redwood, an air horn. Uh, by the way, you can system. find us at our website a is menoflowmoralfiber.com. dot com. On Twitter, we are at monthpod. Instagram, men of low moral fiber. Facebook, we are facebook dot com slash men of low moral fiber. And our email is m o l m f pod monthpod at gmail dot com. And our Patreon, finally, our Patreon is still up. Go support us. A dollar or two a month makes a big difference. Yeah, patreon dot com slash m o l m f. Thanks again, guys. See you later.